listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight Out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. RJ, on a day in which we've got week 14 in the NFL kicking off later on tonight, more and more news seemingly out of the world of college football. What is the Vegas lead here on this Thursday? Thursday night's about Thursday night football, and we have a trend that is exclusive. We originated it that might tell you something that I don't think is true, and that's we want to lead with the game tonight. And so week 14 does kick off later on tonight, a couple hours from now on Fox. It's the Patriots at the Rams. New England stays in L.A. and finds themselves a four and a half point underdog against the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, down from six and a half. A lot of Patriots money. And that flies in the face of the following trend. And you heard a lot of this for a couple of years from other shows, from this show even for a while, which is, Road teams on Thursday are at a big disadvantage. The rationale being, if you play on Sunday, you have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off. Then it's a Thursday game. If you play Sunday to Sunday, you have six days off. Six divided by three. It's about half as much, Fez. And the theory is, if you have half as much prep time, the time it takes to travel, the travel time is a bigger percentage of the overall time, and thus it's a bigger negative. But what we figured out was, and McKenzie, pregame.com researcher, did a good job on this, is if you say, how far of a trip is the time of the travel really significant? And once we ascertained that 850 miles was that demarcator, that point, and we figured out if the team was traveling more than 850 miles, they covered the spread only 39% of the time. So, less than four out of 10 times they would cover. The other team would cover six out of 10 plus the home team. But if the travel were fewer than 850 miles, it's 50 50, right down the middle. So, there was a famous advertiser, Ogilby, back in the 60s. And he wrote a pretty famous book on advertising. But he said, half of my advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. (laughs) And in a way, there's a lot of trends like that, where there's some real truth in that trend, but it's obscured by other things. There was some real truth in that Thursday night road team trend, but it was obscured by the fact that it was about the length of the travel. At least that's what history tells us. So, RJ, that means there's no way you can play the Patriots because it's more than 850 miles from coast to coast. True, except this is why sports betting is more 
art than science. And it's why it's kept me interested for 30 plus years. From the young age of 14, Fez, when I won my first 14 parlay, paying 10 to 1 ties lose. Ouch. Yes. So, <laughs> but I was happy with that envelope. 20 won me 200. And then I kept betting that 20 a week until the envelope was gone. It was a good lesson. Here's what I know, though. The Patriots didn't go home. The Patriots stayed and practiced at UCLA. So, in the history of this trend, in five years, 10 years, Jonas hopefully will be here. A little less hair, probably. His (laughs) tattoos have faded. But still, we'll be talking about this trend. And one of the numbers that will be in there is how the Patriots do tonight. And you know what? It shouldn't be. Because if it's about travel, I don't know the distance from UCLA's facility to the stadium, but I know it's less than 850 miles. And thus, as much as we want to apply this trend, it would be wrong to do so. And thus, the money, which has been on the Pats, again, Rams open 6.5, now down to 4.5, is not bucking the spirit of this trend. Any thoughts? Yeah, and I think the fact that they get to play in the exact same stadium, I imagine they just checked into their hotel Saturday and have stayed there all week long. So other intangibles certainly helping the Patriots here in terms of continuity. Would you like to speculate on their lunch today? <laughs> Do you think you know what they ate? Like low carb, just enough to feel good? Like any thoughts? I'm sure under the genius, it's an optimal schedule. <laughs> that's the that's true. That's Steve Fezzik. I'm RJ Bell. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at. 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Jonas, I'd like to get into this Jalen Hurts next. I've been racking my brain about why the Eagles made the move when they did, and I think I know. Yeah, and Jalen Hurts was named the starting quarterback earlier this week by Doug Peterson, head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Of course, this after we saw a bunch of Jalen Hurts last time out after Carson Wentz struggled yet again. So this weekend against the number one team in the NFC, it will be Jalen Hurts, the rookie, making his first ever NFL start. So we haven't discussed this, Jonas. Let me ask you, if I said, why did Peterson make this move when he did, what would you speculate? Carson Wentz is lacking confidence, and I think this also is a way for them to showcase that Carson Wentz isn't just the problem, because Jalen Hurts might put on a a horrible performance against that Saints defense, and this might show people, hey, it's not just Carson here, we've got issues elsewhere on offense. So you're saying that he's being offered up like a sacrificial lamb? Um, Yeah. Basically. (laughs) (laughs) Now, think about that. Uh, If you're right, under that theory, then do they potentially, let's say they find a play that they think could work. Do they potentially not call that play? No, it doesn't go to that extent to where they're, you know, trying because to Because wouldn't it counteract and go the opposite way if Hertz has a good game? Well, I think that they also realize that the more that they point out that they're flawed elsewhere on offense, the more that it sort of sounds like they're making excuses for Carson Wentz. And a lot of this is on Carson Wentz, but you can't deny the offensive line is banged up. The running back has been an issue. Wide receivers have been in and out of the lineup all year. Zach Ertz's favorite target 
pocket has been banged up all season. This feels like a way for them to get him away from the chaos, put Jalen Hurts out there, and it serves two purposes. Mm. One, you get to see what you have in Jalen Hurts, knowing that there's going to be some issues against this New Orleans team. And also, it shows people Carson Wentz isn't just the problem, and at the same time, he gets maybe a little bit of his confidence back. I think... I generally agree with you, except I'm coming at it from a different perspective, and I think it's the perspective that matters. There's one asset for the Eagles organization that matters above all others, and this is about the money, is Wentz's contract makes it prohibitive to do anything but have him be on your roster this year, next year, and the year after, 2020, 21, 22. There's really very few scenarios that would allow that. They can cut them, but there's so much dead money, it doesn't even matter. Yeah, It would be an albatross around this organization, the Eagles, for years to come. This year, remainder, plus two more. So, they've got to find a way to maximize the value of this asset, their most important asset. And I believe the following. The combination of Hurts having a really bad game. And you might say, well, how do we know that, RJ? Well, one, we know he was probably overdrafted, at least for this year. Now, let's think about this. Jordan Love was overdrafted for this year, meaning if the return this season were the metric, you don't ever draft a project. By definition, a project is something that will take a couple of years or extended time to develop, and at the end of that time, the return is worth it. It's like some stock you buy, it's going to be flat for a couple years, but then it 10Xs, and it's fine. But you don't buy that stock if you're going to have to sell your stocks within six months. Right? Horizon of investment is always a consideration. The horizon of the Eagles, it was a very egotistical pick to think, we're so good, we don't need another receiver. We, don't, we can start worrying about the next quarterback that's going to be a multiple-year project. And you know what? It's a smart move to do that if the talent is massive and you're getting it at a discount. If Hertz were 100% developed and mature, he probably was a first-round pick. So it kind of makes sense to pick a project with the talent of a first-rounder later, but not to play this year. So one... I think that all the talk about Hertz isn't ready is warranted. It feels warranted. Though I hear from people around the Eagles that he's a hard worker. He's winning the team over. The players love him. Have you heard that, Jonas? Yeah, everybody loves him. They loved him back in Alabama, the way he handled the Tua benching uh, benching uh, for Tua. They loved him going to Oklahoma, developing into a better quarterback. But you're right. The talk on him was maybe a third, maybe a fourth-round draft pick. They took him the second round. No doubt. So, let's assume Hertz is a project and that he could turn out to be something, and it wouldn't be. It might be a good pick, but for now, he's not ready. So, why put him in against literally the best defense in the NFL? If you look at it statistically, the Saints are the best defense in the NFL, and they're even better in the recent six weeks or so. Fez, you've got a trend or a stat on how good the Saints have been. Yeah, the last five weeks, the Saints have given up fewer than 17 points in each and every game. So we went back and looked, how good is that? How rare is that? Over the last four years, there's only been one other NFL team that's held their opponents five straight weeks to under 17 points, the New England Patriots, early last year. 
And again, they had a, a real poor strength of schedule last year, the Pats. But this year, I mean, the Falcons are supposed to be a pretty good offense. They've played them twice. Now, obviously, the Denver game was an aberration. But otherwise, meaning the Saints played great there, as they should have. But otherwise, this was a very... Uh, maybe the best defense in the NFL. Yeah, they faced San Francisco, held them to 13, and at Tampa Bay, held the Bucks to a field goal. Now think about that a second. So, that's defensive like MRJ Bell. So, why offer up a sacrificial lamb? It's because you don't want your very best asset, your most important asset, to be tarnished even more. He's tarnished. Carson Wentz is tarnished. But you don't want it to be in a way he can't come back from. So, kind of dovetailing into Jonas's thought, you make it seem like, see, we got big problems here. Hurts is even worse. Wentz looks better relatively yeah. compared to Hurts. And you have a situation where he Hurts doesn't take, or Wentz, the asset, doesn't take the worst of it from a defense that's so good, so good. And finally, it's not only a good defense, the Saints, but they're sophisticated. It is a very complex D with a lot of veterans. This is the kind of defense that a young quarterback really struggles against. They're going to trick him three ways to Sunday. They've got tricks upon tricks ready for him. So to me, it's not, we can say, oh, it's not fair to hurt. But in my opinion, this makes sense, assuming the assumed here. Jonas, final word, does that resonate with you? Yeah, 100%. And that's why one of the rumors out there uh, is, you know, maybe Indianapolis makes a move for him because you play on the, well, Frank Wright can fix him. You know, Carson Wentz, you play on somebody's ego thinking, well, he's not damaged goods. He just needs needs a different situation or a different place to go. And the more healthy he is and the more that you can increase his value heading into the offseason, which at, at, right now is at an all-time low, the better it off it is for Philadelphia. You make a good point. It does doesn't matter if it's Hertz is going to be the quarterback of the future and you're getting rid of Wentz. His value matters if you are looking to sell him. Yeah. And even if you're not looking to sell him, his value matters, not so much on the perception from the outside, but his mindset and the fans' tolerance for him to maybe have a slow start next year. If he looks better, it helps you trade him, and it helps the fans tolerate if their uh, next season starts out poorly. Everything points to Hurts. He's only a second-round pick. He's expendable. Wentz isn't. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Now, Drew Brees was back at practice today, Jonas. I'm sure you saw that. Yeah. And Philadelphia has said... They're spending part of their time preparing for the possibility of Drew Brees. I think that's a big advantage. Remember when the Saints were going to potentially start Winston or Hill? They didn't tell them until the last minute. Yes. Because why not have them spend extra time thinking of one thing, thinking of the other, especially when you're trying to get a new quarterback ready? The line, though, Fez, has dropped. The Eagles were a seven-point underdog against the Saints. It's down to six and a half. Now, on news that it's possible Breeze is going to play, though unlikely this week, and on news or on the reality of Jalen Hurts, how does this line drop? What do you think is going on here? You know, I usually can explain line moves, and this one is just a mystery to me. I agree. And when it's a mystery, it scares me. So I'm going to stay away from the game, but here is a best bet. 
Team total Eagles under. Now, what is a team total? You can bet on how many points the Eagles score. That's it. It's all you're betting. And the over-under on that is in the... 18 and a half. 18 and a half. So, let's make this an early official best bet. I've, In fact, I haven't bet it yet. So, most of these numbers, there's numbers out there now, but Friday afternoon, there'll be more books putting this up. Exactly. All right. So, I'm going to bet this probably right before tomorrow's show. So, don't beat me to it. <laughs> Please. But, no. Do your thing. But, under 18 and a half points for the Eagles... Because you don't know if the Eagles are hurt by Hurts the way I think they will be. There can be pick sixes. There can be fumble returns. And the under in general would be appealing. It's almost like this, Jonas. If you think the team's got bad quarterbacks, you want to bet under unless they're too bad. And then they cause each other to be able to score. (laughs) I don't want to see that. So I'm just going to stick with the Eagles under. Because Sean Payton's too smart to let the Eagles score too much off of Hill's mistakes. I think he'll be conservative. And thus, I think the Eagles will have to travel the whole field to score. And Fez, what stat is that? It's five games in a row. The teams have had less than how many points? Less than 17 points. So we're going under 18 and a half with the worst quarterback probably to start a game in the NFL this year, at least currently, meaning Hurts in today's reality. What do you think of the pick, Jonas? Well, I, I think it's a good pick. And is this one of those, because this is how I justify my losses. And I'm not saying that you're going to lose. But if, <laughs> if something were to happen and there was that fluky turnover that resulted in them getting 19 or 20 points, at least you know you can look back and say, I would have done it all over again. Because the logic makes sense. The logic yeah. going into it makes complete and total sense. You don't have the win, but the, at least the logic was there and you can't really control some fluky circumstances. But let's not get your pathological losing <laughs> anywhere near like, like he's already but, saying you don't listen, have the win it's like i don't even know what he's saying it doesn't travel outside california you're safe <laughs> i'm telling you what i really like about this pick is there's somewhat of a comp also that we saw new orleans play denver so a comparable yes because denver didn't have a quarterback and all and what did new orleans go with long ball control drives not making any mistakes grinding out the clock knowing that as long as the offense didn't make mistakes they'd win the game maybe that's why this line's dropping Right? In general, if you think the Saints are going to be extra conservative like they were against Denver, all of a sudden seven seems like a lot. Mm. But if you do, I, listen, if you like the Eagles, I think you've got to like the under on the game with it. I think that's correlated. If you like the Eagles, this is not going to be a shootout that the Eagles do well I can't, in. I can't imagine a scenario that the Eagles are going to be high scoring in this game, yes. And the total in the game itself is? 43. It has dropped the point. Makes sense. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Fez, tell us about the bet you proposed. I proposed that Scotty Miller... Little Scotty Miller. ...would have more catches the rest of the year than Antonio Brown. So this was when Brown was starting you know, his first game. It was yes. like coming in the first game. So I paused and paused, and actually, Maddie the Vig Holt, who's on the show with us most every Wednesday, he also wanted to bet you, which caused me a double pause, because this guy is a former bookie, and we know about bookies here, don't we? And if you're new to the show, this is what we think of bookies. Cockroaches. Cockroaches, yeah. Cockroaches, it's true. 
But I kept thinking about it. And Fez, I took your bet, didn't I? Oh, you did. Because my thinking was that these were mutually exclusive. That though Miller had, you know, broke a few prior, he was a slot receiver, and that Antonio Brown would be used instead of him. It wasn't so much Brown is that much better. It's that he would be used instead of Miller, and he wouldn't even get any targets. And let's be candid. When Brady has a vested interest in bringing in Brown, then he's going to try to make Brown work so it looks like his GM decision was a good one. How are you feeling about the bet? I wrote it off. <laughs> Scotty Miller got four yards, one catch, and AB's done well. And I uh, just... let, let's get the official stats. <laughs> now we be, now correct me if I'm wrong, Fez. I I I talked you into giving me plus money on this. I think so. Was it two to one? No. What was it? No, it was close to pick him. No, 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 no. You remember McKenzie? You got plus one fifty. Exactly, from- oh. exactly. Oh. So he, I, he was so sure on this, and he was pulling one over on me. <laughs> I made him give me plus one fifty. And right now, how many catches is it since November eighth? Does Scotty, little Scotty, have two? And Antonio Brown, twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Jonas, how are you ever going to get a bat? You get plus one fifty on. That's twenty to two. Oh man. I- <laughs> I wonder, Fez, had you forgotten about this? Did you just like say, ah, you know, it's never going to get brought up again. We're too busy. And <laughs> the funny thing was, I was looking at targets for something else last week. He's only had four targets in the whole time. <laughs> Somehow, Scotty Miller led the Bucks in pass yards before AB came aboard, and then he has been AWOL. You know what's funny, Jonas? I had forgotten about this, but. Actually, uh, get up, led their show about little Scotty Miller hasn't had any catches, <laughs> and that AB they've been trying to throw to him too much, and it was so funny to see the lead of the show talking about it. Well, because right. I, I was thinking about this too. Didn't you also make a bet? And I don't know if it was with Colin Cowherd, but I made a bet on the over of Patriot wins. Yeah, somebody yeah. gave you six, and they're already at six. No, five and a half. Five. And okay. A half. I mean, so, that's, so, so that was in the books. Now, I yeah. did give him two to one, but again, if it's two to one, if the sun's coming up, you're fine. 